This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Guardians Radio Network. Guardians Weekly is brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance. everyone welcome to guardians weekly jim rosenhouse along with you as we join you from progressive field in downtown cleveland and yes the transition is complete the indians are now the guardians and our show is now guardians weekly and we'll be going forward now throughout the off season the format remains the same the weekly check-in remains the same year round so we will have coverage of all the hot stove happenings and there's a lot of them this week and uh, everything that goes along with the offseason heading into spring training 2022 in Goodyear, Arizona. Good show lined up for you today. The Guardians adding 11 players to the team's offseason roster, one of the highest numbers uh, in all of baseball and certainly in recent memory for the Guardians franchise. We will also hear from new hitting coach Chris Valeka, and we will check out some of the hours and availabilities of Guardians merchandise at the Guardians Team Store in downtown Cleveland. We'll fill you in on hours during the holidays at the tail end of our show today. So I hope you can stay with us. A couple of uh, housekeeping notes. Again, the, the name has changed to Guardians Weekly, but everything else remains the same. You can catch it each week on the Guardians Radio Network, usually running uh, sometime late Saturday afternoon, or... You can catch us online at cleeguardians.com. All the archived editions are there or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Also, if you want to check us out on Twitter, you can do so. Our new Twitter handle is at Guardians Radio. Well, we'll step aside, take a short break, and when we come back, we will hear from Chris Antonetti right here on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Time to hop back on the bandwagon, folks. Bottom of the ninth, two outs, base is loaded. This is what it's all about. And here's the pitch. Go oh, a deep drive to center. Way back. This could go all the And now a message from our sponsor. Bundle your home and auto with Progressive for great savings and round-the-clock protection. Progressive. Oh. I can't believe it. Did that really just happen? Don't you never forget where you were when you heard that call. Progressive. There's never a bad time for great protection. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations.
Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. On Friday, the Guardians front office announced several transactions to clarify the team's 40-man roster heading deeper into the offseason. They added 11 players to the Major League offseason 40-man roster, which is a high, high number, and we'll hear more shortly from Chris Antonetti on that. But here are the names and uh, where they're headed, who's been added, who has been designated for assignment to give you some clarity before we hear from Chris. The contracts of outfielder Stephen Kwan, right-handed pitcher Cody Morris, and infielder Richie Palacios were all selected from AAA Columbus. Off the AA Akron roster, the contracts of infielder Tyler Freeman, catcher Brian Labastida, left-handed pitcher Connor Pilkington, and infielders Brian Rocchio and Jose Tena were all selected, as was the contract of outfielder George Valera. And then uh, an intriguing name, a big power bat from deeper in the minor league system, John Kenzie Noel, he was added off of the High A Lake County roster. The Indians also made a trade with Tampa Bay for some pitching. Right-handed pitcher Tobias Myers, a top prospect in the Rays organization, was acquired in exchange for infielder Junior Camanero, and Myers was added to the 40-man roster. Uh, uh, to make room for those players, the 11 that were added to the 40-man, the Indians designated for assignment right-handed pitchers Justin Garza and J.C. Mejia, outfielders Daniel Johnson and Harold Ramirez, left-handed pitchers Scott Moss, Kyle Nelson, and Alex Young. Now, how unusual to add 11 and make all those moves heading into that a period of time where you have the Rule 5 draft coming up. Guardians president of baseball operations, Chris Antonetti, says, indeed, uh, it was exceptionally busy heading into yesterday's announcement. In fact, not only is it um, a lot of players for us, it's among the highest total that's ever been added, at least in the recent history, the last 10 or 15 years. So I think more than anything, we view it as a sign of organizational health um, and, and cool part for us when you look up and down the, the types of players we added they're players that join the organization from all different places from our international group latin america um, there were some high draft picks and there were some low draft picks players that we acquired through trade so really all of our acquisition channels contributed to this group and uh, as i said i think it's a sign of the organizational health we have and how strong we feel about the talent base within the organization Chris, when you think about some of the younger guys you added, like Noel and Tana, what what factors go into those decisions as you're trying to navigate what other teams might be considering, you know, how quickly those guys can make it through your system and so on? Yeah, there are a lot of factors that go in, that are at play here, Zach. Obviously, we have to start with the, you know, at least our current assessment of the player and where we think he is in his developmental path, what type of player we think he can develop into as the best version of himself, and then also determine where they are uh, on that journey and, and how, how soon it might be until they're ready to contribute at the major league level. Admittedly, there's no exact science to that, um, but we spend quite a bit of time trying to weigh all of those factors, especially for players that are so far removed from the major leagues. Chris Bertena and, and Rocchio, um, they've had really good falls and, and off seasons playing in competitive baseball how much does that weigh into it or, or do you just kind of base it on what they did last summer 
We try to take all the information into account, Rosie, for both uh, Jose Ten and Brian Rocchio, both built on very strong regular seasons with really good uh, performances this fall. Tenna played in the Arizona Fall League. Um, I think he's either leading or close to leading the league in hitting. He's doing a really good job of controlling the strike zone uh, and continues to play really good defense. This time in the fall, he was doing that at second base, which is in his natural position. He's a really good defensive shortstop. He won accolades this year and some minor league awards based upon his defense there. So Jose built on a foundation of a really good regular season and continued that in the fall league. And Brian Rocchio is playing in a very competitive league in uh, the Venezuelan Winter League. And he also built on a season um, that continued to get better. It seems as, as he continues to get challenged and faces better competition, his perform he continues to elevate his performance. So he performed better this year uh, in double A than he even did at high A. And he was think either the youngest or one of the very youngest players in the league this year. So both of those guys have bright futures. In terms of balancing how you guys want to line everything up long-term, uh, having guys prepared to contribute if needed, and just each guy's development and progression, are there challenges that come with having so many guys on the 40 who don't have service time or big league experience yet? Yeah, Ryan, that was one of the things we spent a lot of time working through, I think. You can make a case individually that um, for each of not only the player, 11 players we added, but a handful of other players we could have potentially added to the roster based upon the individual assessments. But one of the things we did have to weigh is how do we construct uh, a major league team and look at where each player is in his developmental process and, we, uh, and the likelihood that he can contribute to our major league team in the near future, because we do recognize we can't just have a 40 man roster that's filled with players contributing to the minor leagues. We need those players to contribute for us in the major leagues as well. Chris, you made, you made a lot of moves. Uh, I mean, DFA'd a lot of relievers, a lot of pitchers. The guys you added, like uh, Morris and, and Pilkington and, and Myers, can they are they close to helping you in, in that role, you think? Uh, we think so. We think all of those guys are capable of, you know, they're all upper-level pitchers that have experience double-A AA and triple-A. So uh, we're hopeful that they can come into spring training next year. And if it's not to compete for a spot in the major league roster, serve as depth for us and, if we have a need, they can we can turn to them to help fill it. What did catch your eye about Myers? So again, we've talked about for quite a while. Uh, tried to acquire him. Had a few conversations with the Rays about him this past deadline. He's a athletic right-handed pitcher with a good four-pitch mix. His fastball's up to ninety-six uh, with a really good life. Changeup is currently his best secondary pitch, but he also has a curveball and cutter. Um, performed really well. Continues to make great progress performed well this year in both double A AA and triple A. And as we said, he'll join the organization and provide an upper, another upper level starter for us, which was one of the things we, one of the areas we sought to build that. Chris, this has happened before where you got a bunch of guys you have to protect. We saw it with the Padres and they'd start bundling guys and, and making a lot of deals that didn't happen quite as much here. Did the, does the upcoming potential for a work stoppage have any impact on trade negotiations, and are you surprised that you weren't able to get more done in just sort of trading prospects before risking having to lose them? I haven't seen any evidence of that, Jason. I think we continue to operate um, as we have in past off seasons. This past week was one of the most active that we've had, in fact, um, partially because we had a lot of players that were interested in, uh, that other teams had interest in, both players that we added uh, some of the players that we removed and, and players that we left unprotected. So it was a very busy and active week. Um, we explored a lot of different things and have laid some groundwork. Where that'll lead, it's really difficult to predict. Chris, in the outfield, 
with our Quan Valera? How did, are, are, do you consider those guys close to helping you in the big leagues? And I guess uh, well, Palacios. Yeah, Quan and Palacios have the most upper level experience, both contributed in AAA. Um, Palacios got additional experience out in the Arizona Fall League in the outfield where he played well. So they're probably a little bit further on their developmental path than uh, George Valera. But George has made great strides, finished the year in double A and was not only one of the youngest players there, but among the more productive. So we're really excited about the future of that group. Chris, where is Freeman in his rehab process? And uh, will, is the expectation that he'll be ready to go by the time spring training rolls around? That's the hope, Mandy. He's actually out in uh, Arizona rehabbing with our group out there and continues to make good strides. So we expect him to be ready for spring training. Chris, why do you think it never clicked with Daniel Johnson? It's a good question, Zach. Um, you know, we've thought about that a lot. Um, we just, you know, Daniel put in a tremendous amount of effort, worked really hard, but we had a really difficult time uh, unlocking that at the major league level. He put together some really successful seasons in the minor leagues, but just hasn't yet been able to transition that to major league performance. In an ideal world, Zach, we would have continued on that path with Daniel, but obviously when you're at when we're adding 11 players, we had to take uh, make some difficult decisions with the players we took off, um, and Daniel was one of those. I still believe he's going to go on and be a productive uh, offensive player at the major league level. How much of this has changed in the last, <clears throat> I don't know, five to ten years? It seems like maybe five years ago, you wouldn't have thought to protect some of the guys that you've had to protect now. And just in terms of roster building and how teams view this. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Um, or am I wrong? I mean, if I'm wrong. Yeah. I'm not sure how much has changed. I'd be curious to get Mike's perspective on this. I'm not sure how much has changed necessarily, Jason. I think, you know, for us, we, we go through a very similar process each year, of kind of starting with the assessment of the player and where we think they are and what we think they might be able to contribute in the future. And then, weighing the chances that we think, you know, they could get selected by other teams if we leave them off and then the chances that they would stick. And this was just an atypical year in the number of talented players that were eligible for the roster for the first time. Mike, anything jump out to you and things that have changed at all? I don't think so. I think it's more individualized to our situation, Jason, and probably not something like, it's not like other teams all added 11 players. Um, I think it was probably more individualized just to the, the number of guys we had in our system. What what made you add uh, the catcher, Lavas? I'm going to butcher his name. Lavastida? Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a really cool story with Brian as he transitioned from a, primarily an infielder in college uh, to a catcher within our system. And, and each year he's continued to make strides uh, defensively, uh, progressed this year up to double A, and he does a really good job offensively as well. Controls the strike zone, does a good job of putting up quality at bats, and we think he has a chance to contribute on both sides of the ball. Was it a tough decision with Harold Ramirez? It was, Paul. Um, Harold contributed so much to our team last year, and at times he even hit in the middle of the order for us. Um, but it, 
you know, as I mentioned with Zach earlier, when he was asking about Daniel Johnson, you know, we had to make some difficult decisions and we, we took off some players that we think are going to continue to contribute at, a, at the major league level and, and be productive. Chris, I know in the past with, a, with some veteran players, a, a guy like Mike Freeman comes to mind where you, you had to take him off the roster and then were able to bring them back. Would would there be interest in, in a Johnson or a Ramirez or are they going to, you think, look around a lot more seriously? There definitely would be interest in bringing them back, Rosie. I think the first thing we need to do, we designated them yesterday. So we'll take some a couple of days and see if there are trade opportunities for them. Had some preliminary conversations over the course of the past week, as I mentioned, not only about players that we added to the roster, but players that we were removing. Uh, if we can find a trade partner for them, we'll we'll seek to do that. If not, then we would ask waivers on them next week uh, and have a little bit more information on their status uh, Wednesday of next week. Where are you guys at in um, picking a new assistant pitching coach? We continue to work through that process to build out the balance of our pitching and hitting teams. I do think confident in saying that uh, the candidates or the people that will ultimately fill those roles will come from within the organization. Uh, hopefully at some point within the next week or two, we'll be able to finalize both of those positions. Any updates on Naylor? How he's doing? Yeah, he continues to progress well. Uh, Paul, James Quinlan went out uh, not, not this past week, the week before to visit with Josh and visit with him personally and came back with really good reports. So uh, he continues to progress. The healing in the ankles um, improved. He's doing weight-bearing activities, starting to get get into some activities in the weight room and um, progress forward. So we continue to remain optimistic. He'll come into spring training and uh, be able to certainly be in baseball activities. Exactly when he'll be game ready is still a little bit difficult to predict. He's still in Arizona? Is that, is that... He is still in Arizona, correct. Chris, you guys obviously added Tana and Rokio and Freeman, three natural shortstops, and you already have a plethora of middle infielders on the major league roster. How do you go about finding playing time, you know, through each level for all of them and trying to balance that all out right now? Yeah, we talked a lot about that as well, Justin. At least in the near term, we think we'll, we will continue to have opportunities for each of them um, based upon where they currently are and where we expect them to contribute next year. I do think you'll probably see us with a few of those guys continue to give them opportunities at other positions to increase the flexibility and, and opportunities to contribute at the major league level for us. But as I said at the beginning, we view that as a, as a good problem to have. Um, you won't find Mike and I complaining that we complaining about having too many good players at any position, especially uh, positions as demanding defensively as the middle infield. That's Guardians president of baseball operations, Chris Antonetti touching on uh, the player moves that the Indians made yesterday to clarify their 40-man roster. Stay tuned. When we return, we will hear from new Guardians hitting coach Chris Valeka. That's coming up shortly as we continue on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse along with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. As we continue our off-season shows, we'll be with you each week, Saturday normally, on the Guardians Radio Network, taking you up until spring training 2022. And, and one of the new faces on the coaching staff when the Guardians arrive in Goodyear, Arizona at the Guardians Spring Training Complex will be Chris Valeka, the Guardians' new Major League hitting coach. He had been the assistant hitting coach at the big league level for the Chicago Cubs in 2021 after serving a couple of seasons as the Cubs' minor league hitting coordinator and two seasons prior to that as a hitting coach at a couple of different levels in the Cubs' minor league system. So some nice experience there. And also some good big league time from 2010 to 2014. He played parts of those seasons with the Reds, Cubs, and Marlins. And we had a chance to catch up with him earlier this week. He says he's excited for the opportunity and the challenge. Yeah, it's a, it's great. And I appreciate you having me on the show. Uh, it's a great opportunity coming over here from, from Chicago and getting a chance to, like you said, this, this young core of players, you know, really getting to dig in with them. Obviously, a you have certain aspirations as you make your way through in, in the coaching ranks. And uh, what were some of the things that, that made the Indians position attractive to you and maybe set you apart as you went through that interview process? Sure. Well, that's a big question. I think, you know, maybe more of a question for, for Chris and Mike on, you know, how I ended up getting over here. But, um, you know, when, when I got an opportunity to interview, I've always heard such good things uh, about the culture in Cleveland and just the people um, that, that work in the organization. Um, we, we got a chance to play them last year um, in some interleague stuff with the Cubs. And you, know, you can just see that it, it was a different feel over there. Um, and then, you know, all of those things were true. And once I got to get in front of them and through the interview process, there was just a, a, a class act from day one. And, and as you get to know the organization a little bit, obviously with the Cubs, you were immersed in, in their minor league system and then worked your way up uh, to a major league position this past year. So, so you knew that organization extremely well what are some of the things that that are challenging right now as you try and catch up and learn the indians organization yeah you know there's 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 definitely a sense of familiarity coming from chicago and i finished my last two years playing there and then went into coaching so i got to see it from from both sides of the the fence i guess um so coming over to cleveland now you know it it's it's just really acclimating myself and you know, right now it's just trying to, to meet people and build relationships and, you know, really drinking out of a fire hose a little bit, just trying to get my feet on the ground. Um, so I think, you know, in the next couple of weeks, once once things slow down and I can really start digging in with with the players and, you know, more of the, the offseason focus, getting them ready for uh, heading into spring training. And when you look at, at trying to help different players, uh, obviously you're, you're new to the organization, but not new to the hitting coach position in terms of style. Uh, is that something where you, you have to really get a good look at these guys first before you, you present them with some things that could be helpful along the way? Yeah, I think the, the biggest thing in hitting is, is building relationships. You know, there, there's uber amounts of, of information out there and analytics and, biomechanics, you know, but, but it comes down to people at the end of the day. So really, you know, building the, those relationships, earning the trust uh, of the players before, you know, digging in with whatever, you know, the numbers or the, the movements may say. Um, so, you know, that that's goal number one for me is really to, you know, learn who these guys are, learn how they think, what, what makes them tick before really digging into, you know, some of the nitty gritty things that the game might be telling us. 
Chris Valeka joining us, Cleveland's new hitting coach as we head into the, the 2022 season. And Chris, you look back at your playing career, and, and you were at it from 2006 when you broke into the Reds minor league system all the way through the 2015 season, a, a, a long time in pro ball and some good major league time along the way with a couple of different clubs. Uh, along the way, who maybe who or, or some of the things that you learned as a player that, that have been especially helpful for you now as a hitting coach? Yeah. You know, I, I was, I was fortunate actually during, during my career to, you know, kind of be in that transition period, I think industry wide when it, when it went from more of the, the traditional coaching or the traditional thinking to more of the analytical approach and biomechanic focus of a uh, player development. So, you know, like I said, being, being familiar with that, um, having, you know, gone through it as a player and then getting into the coaching side, um, you know, really having the empathy of both sides, you know, understanding what's going on, you know, with the players and how they think, but also, you know, being able to filter the message and the information that, you know, is, is readily available in the game has, has been something that I've really tried to focus on, you know, in my coaching career. And you mentioned relationships. I know Terry Francona has talked about it too, based on, on his playing career. He, he had some success, but he got the bad news uh, at times too. Um, you know, when things did not go as well as he would have liked. And is that helpful for you that that you've kind of seen the gamut, had had some of those highs of reaching the major leagues, but also had some of the struggles just trying to get there on occasion? Sure. You know, you 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 go through the you go through the highs and lows. You know, in your career, you go through the highs and lows during the season. So. I think never losing sight of that and, and how hard this game actually is and that these guys are, are out there working every day. It's not them just putting the uniform on and, and you know, throwing the b- bats and balls out on the field. So, um, you know, you take that in just like Tito does, you know, having the experience that he has is going to be, you know, so, so helpful to me, you know, at being younger in this profession that, you know, I can really pick his brain and, you know, all the things that he's seen and gone through. And then Victor Rodriguez, you know, just with the relationships that he's built in this organization with the players is really going to be an asset for me. When you look at your experience coaching wise, some of that has come as a minor league hitting coordinator where, where you'll oversee different parts of the system. How can that be helpful? Uh, maybe not more so, but in addition to uh, coaching with a full season team and the same players in that team. Sure. You know, when you're, when you're the coordinator, you have, you know, the, the, the luxury of kind of having that 10,000 foot view and more of that global impact, you know, throughout the organization and the, the messaging, um, you know, in, in development, you have a little bit more of a runway and, you know, the, the goal is to get those guys to the big leagues where, you know, you get onto the major league field, it production matters. So it's, it's not really losing sight of that, but I think, you know, having had the opportunity to be the coordinator, in the Cubs organization, um, you know, provided me with some skills when it comes to, you know, the movements, quality and biomechanics and some of the technologies that we may use um, and being able to, to not necessarily rely on those in the, on the big league level, but be able to speak the language as well as, you know, some of the day to day that goes into the, the, the major league season. Cash, you're mentioning some of the, the movement biotechnology and I know analytics, such a big part of it. How different was it when, when you first broke in as a player in terms of, of what was available to you? And it's really not that long ago, but it seems like things have moved so quickly in that regard. Thing, things definitely have moved quickly. You know, there was there was bat sensors coming into the, the fold and, you know, there was some of the the, the, the markerless uh, monitoring when I was playing. But, you know, I, I think 
to your point, it, it, it did come into the game really fast and, you know, it, it's all great information, but you know, you just need to be able to filter it. And, you know, it's just another tool in the tool belt to, to really validate. And there's been so many good coaches out there that, you know, their, their experience is invaluable that they've coached for a long time without this and have had to trust their eyes that, you know, now with, with some of these new, new technologies that it just validates the things that they've seen for, for, for a lot of years. And background wise, and we're visiting with Chris Vileka, uh, Cleveland's new hitting coach, and he'll be obviously trying to, to get the most of, of, as he can out of that lineup that Terry Francona rolls out there on opening day in 2022. And uh, background wise, Chris, you're, you're from California, and I noticed you went to the same university as Shane Bieber. So, so maybe you put Cal Santa Barbara on the map before he did. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I think he's he's had a little bit more success than I had. But yeah, I was actually uh, fortunate. It's, it's funny how things come full circle. Um, I actually got to coach uh, Shane and Kyle Nelson at UC Santa Barbara the year I stepped away from professional baseball. Um, I, I transitioned, uh, went back to school and actually coached in college for a year and they were they were my first uh, college team. So it, it's funny how things work out and get to be in the dugout with them again. And both of them speak very highly uh, not only of the baseball program, but the school itself. What makes it a great place to to pursue a higher education and play baseball at the same time? I mean, it, it's you can't say enough good things about that that program. The 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 baseball program aside, but the the university. It's a top notch university. Just location, getting to live in Santa Barbara. The weather's perfect. Your dorms are on the beach. I, I mean, it's it could be a lot worse to to get a top notch education. Um, and then Coach Check gets over there. Um, Bob Bronsma before that, who I played for, did a great job with the program. You know, there, there's been a handful of big leaguers that have come out of there. Michael Young, Skip Schumacher, Ryan Spielbergs, and then Coach Checkett's coming in most recently. Man, I'm almost 10 years now um, has just turned out, you know, big leaguer after big leaguer. So it's, it's really a, a special place to be. All right. You rolled through a lot of stuff right there. But back that up. Did you say dorms on the beach? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. My, my first year, I'd, I'd be lying if I was told you that that wasn't a huge selling point and going through uh, the recruiting process myself, there was a lot of great programs, but they knew what they're doing, uh, taking you out there and showing where you'll be living and, you know, going through the whole, uh, you know, downtown scene was like, okay, where do I sign? Sign me up right now. How do you get through uh, academics after that? <laughs> I, I made it somehow. <laughs> <laughs> and now uh, you get this job in Cleveland, but but you have uh, transitioned where you're living in this area. And explain to folks uh, how it's it's not that long a trip for you to, to make the transition to the Indian sitting coach. Yeah, ju- just recently, my fiance and I, we, we moved to Columbus, Ohio. She's a physician and she's doing her fellowship at Ohio State. Um, so it's funny how the the world works, um, you know, getting an opportunity to interview for Cleveland and, and ultimately getting the position and now being two hours away from her, I think is going to be, you know, just outstanding for our family life and being able to pop home on off days or have her come up on weekends, whatever it may be. But I think it's just going to be a, a great opportunity for our family. Chris Valeka joining us, uh, Cleveland's new hitting coach. And Chris, we'll, we'll leave you on this. Um, just getting back to, to the Indians roster or Guardians roster as, as we move forward, uh, one of the best hitters in the game in Jose Ramirez, and you had a chance to work with some really great hitters uh, with the Cubs. Uh, how enjoyable is that from a hitting coach standpoint? And, and do sometimes you learn from them as you go through that process, the, the great hitters in the game today? 
Absolutely. You know, he, he's a special player and I've been fortunate to, to see him from the other side of the dugout. So I'm, I'm really excited to get in the trenches with him and, and pick his brain and see the, see, see how he really works. Um, you know, swing aside, you know, he can really do some special things, pitches in the zone, pitches out of the zone. He can, he can really do it all. So I'm, I'm really excited to just uh, be in there with him and, and, and continue the progress that he's had. Well, Chris, congratulations again, and uh, best of luck. I know a lot of work ahead, but uh, it should be an exciting time. And, uh, we appreciate you coming by. Thank you. Well, thank you. I really appreciate time. Appreciate your time, and I'm excited to get going. I hope spring training comes uh, sooner than later here. That is Chris Valeka, Cleveland's new hitting coach. Stay tuned. More to come after this. With round-the-clock protection at a great price, your progressive policy works the way it's supposed to, unlike this unenthusiastic hype man. Okay, everybody, let's make some noise. Put your hands up. Or not. It's your call. Here we go now. Here we go. Switch to progressive today. It is electric in here. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland, the home of the Guardians Team Store, which reopened on Friday and is now open for business, selling all the latest in Guardians gear to get you ready for the 2022 season. Karen Fox is the Guardians Director of Merchandising, and man, has she been busy with the transition trying to get that uh, team store ready and open for business with all the very latest in time for the holiday season. And uh, she fills us in on some of the hours this week during the Thanksgiving Day break and and all of that good stuff, and then on in to uh, the major holiday season afterward. But uh, she said, first off, getting this place ready to go in time for an opening on Friday was a challenge. It's been an amazing experience, but boy, it surely had its challenges, you know, given some of the thing, issues that we've had with supply chain issues. But we've been working on this for a long time now, and just having the transition and getting the merchandise in that we could uh, for our fans to start purchasing Guardians gear. And were you able to to get that ball rolling even before the announcement midsummer that, that the name change was coming, or did you have to really wait for that just from a security standpoint to make sure? We actually had to wait until we had, you know, the information that was given out in the, in July. What we were able to do in some cases with some of our vendors, we kind of ordered blindly, which meant we were ordering silhouettes not knowing what would be on it, what graphic, what logo, but we called it ordering blindly and that's exactly what we did so we started that process in june and july but then we're really able to get things underway once the name transition or the name was unveiled and then we could start working with our suppliers and, and getting the gear ready for our, our reopening 
And you mentioned reopening and, and coming down to the ballpark here. Uh, there's coverings up on the windows uh, for the store. They or they have been up uh, for quite some time. What's going on? What was going on in there to, to get the store uh, maybe looking a little bit different? Yeah, so for those fans who are here at the end of the season, clearly the ballpark, our, our team's shop was like empty. So our team store now is filled with Guardians gear, and it took a couple of days to get everything set up. Uh, we had a new Nike display go up within the team shop and the new area had to switch out some of their headers you know from Indians to Guardians but it took uh, several days for us to get the gear in and set up for our fans to enjoy when they come shopping. So the the good stuff now for fans uh, it is that holiday shopping season it's underway Um, and for those who are coming downtown uh, it reopened yesterday if you're listening to this live on Saturday it's open today Uh, How about the hours now, at least through the end of November and and through that Thanksgiving week? Right. So today we're open until 5 p.m. And then on Sunday we'll we'll be open 12 to 5. And then all next week we're open 10 to 6. But of course, course we're closed on Thanksgiving. And uh, there'll be extended hours, too, during the the December months leading into Christmas. Yes, as we get into the month of December, we'll be having some extended hours. We will be staying open on Sundays, but you can always check the website, the team store website, uh, for the hours in December. And as far as what's available, um, I know there are certain items that just aren't yet. Mm -hmm. Uh, Explain what those may be, but what may be available down there as well. So I'll start with what is available. So we like to call it fan gear. So those are the things that people would wear, you know, T-shirts, hoodies, um, outerwear, knits, caps. We have all of those things. What we don't have available, though, right now are are, are on-field pieces. So our jerseys are not available, and then the on-field caps aren't available. And more information will come out about that, but it will be prior to the 2022 season. You've been in this job a long time. Has this been the the most challenging stretch that that you've ever had here? It's been one of the most challenging, (laughs) yes, but also exciting, you know, to think of, you know, switching from one brand to another and basically opening the store as if, if it was just a brand new store, and that's what it is. That's Karen Fox, the Indians Director of Merchandising, a very, very busy person um, over the last several months. And uh, now things up and running for the holiday season. Get your Guardians gear downtown at the Guardians team store. That's going to do it for Guardians Weekly. As always, thanks to Brian Matze for his help in putting together our show each week. Until next week, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. As the Dolan family has talked about before, all those memories that all of you out there have created as fans of the Cleveland Indians, they don't go away. Those were Cleveland Indians memories. Those were the great players of the Cleveland Indians. And none of that changes with a new name come 2022. So you know what, folks? We've got baseball coming back. We'll create new memories, and we'll have new moments to cherish together. And in 2022, as the Cleveland Guardians, we'll have another season to remember. Guardians Weekly has been brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance. 